Next topic is Matthew Arnold as a critic. So Arnold belongs to the tradition of British poet critics and Dryden, Johnson, Wordsworth and Coleridge and he began as a poet and added the preface to 1853 poems in which he set forth his poetic credo. He explained why he abandoned the romantic creed which was to egotistic a dialogue of the mind with itself where a true subject matter of poetry should be caught action great action that has a hold on the primary emotions of man and the action should constructed in a language that is simple direct and proper so he cited keats as the sad victim of following shakespeare's overfusion of diction and imagery and cogent the contemporary practitioners of poetry to turn to the greeks for their models and he ref- he repressed the romantic impulse in him pleaded for a new classical restraint so from this period he began to abandon poetry writing and this essay and prose writing began he reinforced his critical creed credo by bringing the gulf between poetry and criticism and he declared that poetry at bottom is a criticism of life under conditions fixed for such a criticism with the laws of poetic beauty and poetic truth by criticism of life he meant the application of ideas to the interpretation of life ideas are crucial to the making of poetry as a principle we may say creation is superior to poetry but the fact is the poetry needs atmosphere of ideas to breathe in ideas are the product of the critical mind's interaction with reality and this was the pediclean i before sophocles the renaissance before shakespeare periclean age before sophocles the renaissance before shakespeare so in this essay the functions of criticism in the present age he formulated his critical credo so criticism is the disinterested endeavor to know the best that is thought and known in the world and to propagate the ideas so gathered to create a culture of ideas so criticism is no more a matter of saying whether a mind or structured knowledge of experience so in his path breaking book culture and anarchy is expanded the horizon of criticism so now he looked beyond the island of england to the world to europe ancient and modern and to the east so the critic must have the yogic power of detachment attached then detach so he said the critic immerses himself in a work of art and then emerges to stand aloof to inspect the world in the light of the fresh ideas he has absorbed from the work and arnold opened the door to world literature so arnold's cultural criticism forms a lynch him of traditional english criticism and t.s eliot complained that he was not a critic but only a propagandist for criticism so this is not unfair as a critical estimate arnold's influence on the 20th century critics like t.s eliot i.a richard lionel trilling and f r lewis was considerable so the influence does not come from his studies of individual authors but from his students of contemporary culture and of the relationship actual and potential of literature to industrial civilization so his educational theories were an extension 
of his life of criticism so he was opposed to the utilitarianism of the victorian age and he posited a system of human education under the hardship of an ideal liberal state as the means of ensuring the triumph of culture over social and spiritual anarchy so in his study of poetry he pushed for a new cultural role for poetry and poetry he said is a substitute for religion and religion has foundered in the face of science so we have to turn to poetry for consolation in a crisis the victorians are passing through a crisis of confidence in themselves the study of poetry is a remedy but what kind of poetry the poetry how are we know what best poetry is so arnold's advice is to avoid personal and historical estimate and resort to real estimate and real estimate has its counters to quote truth and high seriousness in subject matter and mellifluity and movement of diction in style so how are these ideals to be applied impress on the mind passages from classics that have three qualities these qualities from homer shakespeare milton and they become touchstone for the reader of a new poem so as a practical critic he made some memorable remarks about poets ranging from chaucer to keats and he ticks off his approval this writing out a history of english poetry and chaucer has truth and mellifluity of diction but not seriousness shakespeare and milton are skipped dryden and pope are classics of prose and not of poetry so gray is a minor classic and wordsworth philosophy is his illusion and his poetry reality so this is to praise his shorter poems and reject his longer pieces and shelley's to god and if an an ineffectual angel fluttering his luminous wings in vain in the void so keats is with shakespeare in felicity of loveliness and rounded perfection of diction but not with his thought so these are the flashes of comments which a scrutiny will not find justifiable so he is not a critic in the accepted sense of the term when individual judgments are concerned but he opened up new vistas of criticism as a cultural activity